Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. What's up, fam? How is everybody? It is Monday morning, October 31st. Happy Halloween. Parents out there, how'd you dress the kids up? Did you get them going? Were they doing face paint? Did they hate their costume? Kids always hate their costumes. They want one thing. You put it on them like, I want this thing. Boston wants to be just like his older brother. So he swore to me he wanted to be a baby T-Rex. I got him baby T-Rex. He sees his brother. His outfit was fire. His outfit, his looks were fire. And then, you know, he wants to be a zombie from the Disney series uh, Zombie. That show is lit. Lit, dude. So that zombie show is on Disney. Um, there's three movies. The first one came out, I think, in 2018, but it just stays relevant because these youngsters watch them. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a musical, you know? That's mm-hmm. T there with his friends. They dressed up as well from the movie uh, Zombie. Two little cheerleaders, if you're listening to this. Two little zombie cheerleaders. There's, there's Bosti as a T-Rex. So cute. Super cute. His tail's awesome. His little friend there is Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's a thick T-Rex, huh? I don't know why Boston's crossed it. So I, T crossed his arm because uh, Zed does the character on that Zombies movie. And I was like, Boston, T-Rex don't cross their arms. They're too <laughs> small. Too they can't do it. But he just did it. He just did it, man. That's what they did. We're coming fresh off the... Uh, the fight companion, man, Cowboys fight companion for Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, and am I only one? I was under the impression the co-main event was Uriah Hall and Le'Veon Bell. That's what I thought too. We had a little bit of a panic attack when that was that fight got it. They started walking out like what? But um, I don't know. Did they announce the entire lineup? Because even when I was texting Showtime, I was told that was the co-main event. I was like, when did they walk? He said, I don't know. I'll keep you posted. And the next thing we know, it happened. What was interesting, I, I said this uh, when that fight was announced. I was like, man, that's I'm more excited for that than I am the main event. Way off. The fight was not great. Four rounds. The the narrative on that is Le'Veon Bell's a better box than we thought. Um, you know, for Uriah Hall, you definitely should have got him out of there. I think Uriah Hall was a little gun shy and uh, didn't really pull the trigger there. And But I think the narrative on that, it's not Le'Veon Bell losing by decisions. Like, Le'Veon Bell's pretty damn good, you know, especially for having what only this is second fight. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. But in the main event, the big uh, enchilada of the night, Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, um, you know, he toot my own horn. Your boy called it almost to a T. I thought Jake Paul was going to lose rounds early on. I thought technically he was going to be at a severe advantage against Anderson Silva. And I thought that was the case. Anderson Silva had success when he's going forward, throwing feints. Uh, especially getting Jake Paul against the the ropes, against the the ring there, and he did have some success doing that. But um, overall, you know, my prediction if uh, if you can go back and watch, I think we posted on Instagram and we uh, posted. I said on the fight campaign and last week's shop show was Jake Paul was gonna have some issues with Anderson Silva early on, just because Anderson's such a technical and savvy you know veteran when it comes to striking and combat sports but eventually jake paul's gonna land something and uh, i thought my prediction was a late knockout which eighth round knockdown ain't too far off but i thought he was gonna knock him out um but he did end up getting the decision win which if you're a jake paul fan i know some of you are out there um if you're a jake paul fan this was actually more impressive because you wouldn't learn too much about Jake Paul if you went out there and knocked him out in the first three rounds. We, you would be like, well, I think the narrative would be Anderson's old. Jake Paul's not that good. Yeah, of course, a young guy lands a big punch on one of the greatest to ever do it, but the guy's 47. All right, Jake, you're just beating up cans. By going the way it went where Jake Paul's losing some rounds, we're seeing how much Jake Paul improved from his last fight with Woodley to this fight, which is in the – the amount of improvement that Jake Paul's made from his last fight to this fight, really every fight, is insane. And it just shows, and it's kudos to Jake Paul for how hard he works in camp, because to make those leaps, the only way to make those improvements, clearly you're not doing it in real time in the ring because you can't fight that frequently. So it's through your training camp and your coaches. So 
I mean, kudos to his coaches, his training partners, the training camp, and for Jake Paul for literally putting every cell in his body and becoming a legit boxer because the Jake Paul that fought Woodley, that last one, would not have beat this Anderson Silva. But this is how fast this kid's getting. This is how good he's getting at boxing because he's putting in the work. He's putting the time. He's taking it serious. You know, and that wasn't like a – now, is it a Anderson Silva from, you know, 2010? No, of course not. But it's a pretty damn good Anderson Silva, especially for a guy with only five fights. That's a tough, tough task. You know, it's Anderson Silva, who is coming off a win over uh, Chavez Jr. Not bad, dude. Not bad. So – for Jake Paul to not, he needed this. He needed it to go the eight rounds and to to have some you know rounds where he lost, and then also to get hit. And <clears throat> I think as <clears throat> for Jake Paul's fan base, but also for the haters too, you know the narrative of Jake Paul doesn't fight anybody, fighting cans. You know he's just fighting people where he has this huge advantage over. You saw a pretty damn good Anderson Silva go in there tonight and took it really serious. And definitely won some rounds against Jake Paul. Uh, as far as scoring goes, at it 77-74. Uh, 78-73 is pretty aggressive. Um, even if you had Anderson Silva up on the cards 4-3 uh, going into that eighth round, if that's your narrative and that's how you scored the fight, which I think some people did, well, that eighth round with a knockdown would be a 10-8. So even with that assumption, which is wrong, but even if you're with that assumption – you still lost if you were betting on Anderson Silva because that's a 10 8 round in boxing, right? So Jake Paul clearly won this fight, very clearly won this fight. Um, you know, I, I, saw, I thought his combinations were impressive. I thought, um, you know, again, he only has at this time, this is six fight, he had five fights. You know, I thought he got in trouble and, and was losing the fight and, and, was going to maybe lose the fighting decision if he did stay on the ropes too long and Anderson Silva knew he was having success there. Anderson Silva clearly had the advantage in close-range boxing, but whenever it was in the middle of the ring, Jake Paul really you know, got his feet underneath him and started doing his best work there. His uh, combinations, his body shots were impressive, uh, and then obviously the the big uh, punch in the, the eighth round that sat Anderson Silva down and clearly put the nail in the coffin to prove that Jake Paul not only is a better boxer, but a better fighter um, and won the fight. So um, I think there'd be a little more controversy, especially if you didn't knock him out in the eighth round, people would be more upset, but it's pretty hard to argue that Anderson Silva won that fight. And I, I saw online, I saw an article I was reading this morning of, you know, fighters when it went to decisions like, Oh, here we go. It's like, what? Now you got to take off your, your, your hate glasses. I know it's Jake Paul and, Listen, I'm with you. It's against every fiber of my body as a UFC alumni to bet against Anderson Silva against a kid who came from YouTube. I completely understand the hate you guys have for Jake Paul, especially when he's fighting Anderson Silva or Woodley. Um, ben Askren, not really you know, a major UFC fighter, but was UFC. you know. So I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, when you see what Jake Paul did and you see the improvement, it, go, go do yourself a favor. Go watch Jake's, and it's easy to do. They're not that long. Go watch Jake's fight from when he fought, uh, the, was it Nate, Anders, uh, Nate Anderson? Robinson. Nate Robinson, the basketball player. Watch him there, and it's this weird, like, amateur. Their they're, they're distance and their timing's all off. Then eventually Jake catches him. And even the Ben Astro fight, we can't learn a lot from that. But then with the Woodley fights, you, you watch, you go back and watch those five fights. Again, take some time and do it. It's not that much time out of your day. And then watching me at Sanderson and Sylvia, like, gee, oh, my God, this the improvement this kid's making. And what makes that interesting is because it's tough for Anderson Silva because, remember, Anderson Silva can only base his game plan, his thoughts predicated off those five fights. But if the kid's this young and has this room to improve, you really don't know what you're going to get because you can't really expect what you're going to get because he's, he's making these advancements so fast in boxing. So for Anderson Silva, he was, he was, he was, he was against it, man, you know, because you didn't fight the same Jake Paul that fought Woodley th that second time. You're fighting a completely different fighter. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better. So, um, you know, the narrative of Jake Paul's not a real fire, fighter, hopefully it's tough to run on that narrative for the haters out there. Uh, my favorite is when they go, oh, it's rigged. 
it's such it's it's such a low IQ thing to say. It's such a stupid thing to say because if you hear Ben Askren who fought him and listen, if you fought him, I'm all ears. Those people saying, "Oh, every fight's rigged." I'm all ears if you fought him. So if Woodley, Ben Askren, or Nate Robinson come out or Aaron Silva came and said that, I'm gonna pay attention. If you're a guy who's never fought in your entire life, you have no background, you're just sitting on the couch and you say it, you don't count, right? Because you have no clue what the hell you're talking about. But what it does is it discredits Jake Paul's work. <clears throat> but what I find interesting is those people that say, oh, this is fake. It It's actually doing more pro Jake Paul than it is hurting him. Because when you guys go, and obviously Nate Diaz did it, right? It's such an easy thing to do, right? It's such an easy thing to do. With comics, easy thing to do. The, the, the least creative thing to do, go, oh, he's a hack, or he's not funny. Like, it's, you don't have any original ideas. And with Jake Paul, oh, um, it's all staged. You don't have any original ideas? This is it? That's it? That's all you got? So for even N Nate Diaz, right? It's easy to jump on that train. He 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 tweeted a video out assuming that this Anderson was on the payroll. It's such a weak fucking narrative, dude. It's such because then okay, Nate, okay, but when you agree to fight Jake Paul, and if he knocks your ass out, what do you say? Oh, are you on the payroll? Like you're setting yourself up to get a lot of fucking backlash. What are you gonna do? What are you going to do? What, what narrative are you going to run on when you fight Jake Paul? And uh, trust me, dude, you're not fighting the Jake Paul that beat Anderson Silva that night. You're fighting a much better fighter. And I'd love to hear from anyone. Do you think that the Jake Paul that showed up and beat uh, an Anderson Silva that night wouldn't beat Nate Diaz after watching that? Now, before this fight, when Jake was caught out, Nate, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. I'm telling you, you don't want these problems. Nate, the volume, the punching, the cardio, the kid can box. It's going to be a problem, man. It's going to be a problem. After that fight, I'm like, if I'm Nate, I don't, I don't know if I want to put my fan base, my, um, you know, the, those kind of optics, if it, it, the pros versus cons, I don't know what the payday is. I'm sure it would be the biggest payday he's ever had. Although the Conor McGregor fights, I'm sure he got paid, but you know, I think for Nate, it's a real kind of dilemma now. His team's sitting there, and, you know, obviously they're going to say all this stuff in the media, and and also, as far as um, being staged or um, being fake, you know, Nate slapping Logan Paul's dad all stage, right? We know this, right? That's not, that's not real, right? That builds the fight. So, <clears throat> Nate's very good at this, right? Playing the heel, doing the stuff. I want to say heel against Jake Paul's hilarious, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's good at painting these narratives, and it's all theatrics. And I know it's gangster, and we want to use the gangster thing, but it's not very gangster if it's stage, you slap his dad, or, you know, you get kicked out of the arena, stuff like that, right? So um, it just builds this fight. But the problem is, and Nate Diaz has a massive fan base. So if you keep telling your fan base, this is all fake, they're on the, the, they're on the payroll, he's not really knocking these guys out, these guys are taking a fall. Well, for the most part, the educated people and the, the people with a few more brain cells, we know this isn't staged. But if you keep carrying on that narrative and then you guys fight in, I don't know, four months, Mass Square Garden, wherever you're going to do it, and he were to beat you, what do you get? It, it looks terrible. So either you're in on it or you just learned that these weren't staged and you get your ass beat by a YouTuber. Either way, it's not good. Because you've been you've been ranting and every the fans and every, the MMA community's been ranting. Oh, it's all staged, it's all fake. What are you gonna do, dude? What narrative are you gonna run on? It just doesn't work. But I also what I think is funny is, and I've had people say, "Listen, I was at Starbucks once." Some guy goes, "Dude, do you, you think that's real?" I'm like, "Whew, my god, dude." Yeah, let me guess. You got a pumpkin spice latte? You know, like if you think it's staged, you're also the same grown man that orders pumpkin spice lattes, right? So, boy. So, I think there, what it like what Jake Paul's doing is so insane, and we will never see this in the as long as I'm alive. You're never gonna see this again. A guy go from Disney to YouTube, being the younger brother of another, you know, major YouTuber, reinvent himself, go in a different lane, and go in boxing and beat the caliber of guys he's beating. Even though they're not boxers, you're not gonna see him beating these guys. It's never gonna happen again. He's gonna be the the only outlier who does this. Um, at this level, you know, at this major level. But what I find fascinating is for those that go, it's rigged, it's fake. 
and Chin will do this, and I'm, I'm with you, Chin. And uh, Mark would do this. Brian would do this. When you see something on Instagram or TikTok or the hell you're watching on social media, let's say you see a, a shorter guy uh, says he has a 45-inch vertical and he dunks or something like that, or you see a guy do something crazy, and you're like, that's not real. That, that can't be real. That was so impressive. That can't be real. That's so insane. I can't imagine another human doing that. That can't be real. That's what's going on with Jake Paul. He's the guy that we're watching on Instagram, and he's doing something that you can't comprehend. And it's so insane what he's doing right now. You have to say that's not real. It's just adding to the legend of Jake Paul. This just adds to it. And when he validates himself where it's not real against Nate Diaz or whoever he fights next, and you can't carry on that narrative, you literally have to go back through the fights and go, holy, he actually did that to these guys? So you're just build, you're 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 promoting this Jake Paul machine. All you that's all you're doing. When you guys mention his name or anybody for that matter, you're just giving him free promo. And it just adds to the the legend of Jake Paul. It's no different when you see a video and it's so shocking and you've never seen anything like it and you don't have the perspective and you go, that's not you automatically discredit. Not real. No, there's no way that's not real. Now, sometimes you're right. We've had that, Jim. Most time you're right. Because you, you know, you like that. Remember that lady who was filming her t- rescuing kids getting kidnapped in Brazil? Remember they're trying to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're like, eh, actually, looked into it. It's not real. Because it's so insane to watch. Like, holy shit, that lady's a badass. We grabbed that kid and they caught it all on this bullshit video. You're like, that's not real. It's so insane that it's insane that that video would catch it. But sometimes you will see things on Instagram where, you know, whether it's athletic achievements or there's some guy in a gym who's holding on to 100-pound dumbbells and he's, like, jumping a 40-inch vert. That's so out of control, so insane. We automatically, as a society, because there's so much misinformation out there, go, that's not real. So to me, when, when I hear that's not real, I go, my God, yeah, how crazy is that? That Jake Paul's been so impressive knocking Ben Askren out when he had two fights, knocking – Woodley out, going the distance with Aaron Silva and actually in the 8th round when you guys they didn't have cardio and power, knocking him flat on his ass. It's so impressive. The only excuse anybody has out there is that's not real. You're actually helping Jake Paul in this. That's all you're doing. You're just feeding into his narrative. It's nuts. He's so impressed. It's, to me, it's like, dude, that's a feather in his cap. When you say that, that's that's a compliment. That's such a compliment. It's the same thing. I've had people go, Shab doesn't write his jokes. There's no way. They come to the show, and then Mark tell me, yeah, this guy you know, thinks you have someone writing your jokes. I'm like, damn, that's a compliment, dude. They think, I, what do they think? Chris Rock writing them? Who's writing them? I'm like, oh, man, that's dope. I'm never like, what? That's ridiculous. No, dude. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. You think somebody else is doing that? That's dope, dude. That's great. I mean, it's a good show. It was so good. You think somebody else is writing it? Hell yeah, dude. This is great. This is fantastic. So with Jake, same thing. Exact same thing. Exact same thing. Same thing with Tom Brady, right? Dude, he's whatever he is, 44. Dude, there's no way he's that good. He's on steroids, right? We always want to cut the legs from other people because we could never comprehend that somebody could achieve these accomplishments. Oh, my God. Tom, Tom Brady, dude, he's on so much shit. LeBron, dude, so much shit. Okay. Okay. Just makes you makes feel better about yourself. Oh, there's no way a Disney YouTuber could not. Dude, beat Anderson Silva. Dude, this is totally staged. Yeah, that's how insane it is, dude. That's how nuts it is. It's so nuts that a good amount of people think it's staged. It's so nuts that a good amount of people think Showtime and Espinosa and Anderson Silva and Woodley and Ben Askren are, need money so bad and are willing to risk their entire reputations and stage these fights. When you actually break it down, think how stupid you people sound. That it's all staged. That everyone's in on it. The fighter's in on it. Now let's say that you want to carry on that narrative and say, well, the Ben Askren thing, dude, that punch, that, that wasn't even that hard. Okay. And this is from Ben Askren's mouth. I think he, he has a YouTube show that he does. He broke it down. He goes, it's hilarious to me when people tell me that it's staged. He goes, of course I wanted to win that fight. He goes, do you realize the amount of money I would make if I beat Jake Paul? It, it'd be so short-sighted to go, yeah, I'll, I'll get, you get knocked out and embarrassed and whatever it was a few seconds. Yeah, let me agree to that. But if I can actually beat him, 
well, his brother's waiting, the Nate Diaz fight's waiting, the Connor fight, who knows what you're going to get. You get probably $100 million, or you can take this, whatever it was, $5 million right now, ruin your reputation, become a meme, have everyone make fun of you. Who the fuck would agree to that? Now, you might be sitting and go, well, I would. Maybe you would. But you're not a world-class wrestler. You're not a former world champion in two different uh, organizations in mixed martial arts. You're just not. Ben Askren and Woodley and Anderson Silva would never risk their reputations and let a Disney YouTuber knock them out or beat them in any facet, including video games, tic-tac-toe, where the fuck you want to play. They would never do that, dude, ever. Who would do that? Think how insane that is. Think how stupid you guys sound right now. Think how stupid. And when you actually think about it, it's insane. Because Anderson beats Jake, he goes on to bigger, better things. In the long game, everybody who's lost to Jake, they don't go on to bigger, better things. It costs them a significant amount of money in their next fights. Woodley beats him, he can go on and do other stuff. Askren beats him, go on and make a ton of money. Anderson beats him, all right, man, he's going on doing other stuff. When Jake beats you, you get stopped in your fucking tracks. Because nobody really wants to touch these guys now. They go, well, they get beat by Jake, the YouTuber. Now, you're not going to get a bigger fight. You're going to get a bigger payday. So when you actually think about it, it makes no fucking sense. It also just gives so much credit to Jake Paul that what he's achieving is so impressive. The only narrative you morons can run on is it's fixed. Okay. Okay. Let's take a little break from me just ranting and raving about Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Uh, San Antonio, oh, he thick tour. Is this Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Tiger Thick will be available next week. Houston, Texas, November 10th through the 12th. Heavy Texas. Houston Improv's next week. San Antonio, you're up this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can't wait to see you guys. Also, stay at my favorite hotel of all time, Hotel Emma. Come get you some. Well, kids, Halloween is here. All right, cue the Michael Myers scary music. Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. There's nothing worse when you got a dope outfit, but you get your bush sticking out, scaring all the kids, scaring your friends. Nobody wants to put you in pics anymore because your wiener's all sauced up. All right, thank God for my friends at Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins pumpkins get a, the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into king-size candy and join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code SHOP20. Make the right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. We got you, baby. All right, have you ever tried to trim your nuts? And it turns into a Freddy Krueger film, Freddy Krueger 19, wherever they're on. Your nuts are bleeding all over the place. All right? Who's doing that these days? How many times have you heard me talk about Manscaped? Manscaped is the only thing that should be touching your junk. They gave you the performance package 4.0. It's available not just to the rich, for everybody at a great price. All right? So the Lawnmower 4.0 has advanced skin-safe technology. It's not going to clip your nuts. There's no blood, none of that. It's the greatest ball trimmer on the planet. It's also waterproof. You can do it in the shower. It has the light on it. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker for those those ears in your nose and your ears. That's scary. That's the scariest outfit you can have. You have hair hanging out your nose and ears. What are you doing? The Weed Whacker got you covered, man. All right? And then they also give you their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. will make sure your pumpkins stay fresh. Trust me when I say this. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped also just launched a new body buffer. That's a 100% antibacterial body scrubber. It's what you need to make sure you're fresh and clean this Halloween. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in this performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxes and shed travel bags. You can put all that in there, all right? So get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOB20 at manscaped.com. That's S-E-H-A-U-B 20 at manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code SHOB20 at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. Before we get back to the program, I got to talk to you about the best nootropics on the freaking planet from my friends at On It. We're talking about Alpha Brain. You've heard it. You've heard my friend Joe Rogan says he feels that it helps him form better sentences when he's talking. It's the only nootropic that you can trust. It is going to get you into that flow state. What you need to do for a lot of viewers out there, go and take some Alpha Brain, take two pills, and rewatch the Sugar Sean O'Malley fight and rewatch Jake Paul's fight. And then you come to your senses and go, 
oh, Sugar did win, and oh, Jake Paul did win. It wasn't rigged. So really fire up your brain with some nootropics, and you can save 10% off when you go to onnit.com slash shab, S-C-H-A-B. You get 10% off everything on the Onnit website. I'm talking warrior bars, protein powder, fish oil, multivitamins, workout gear, kettlebells. You save 10% off the entire website, but you can save 10% off Alpha Brain, the best nootropics on the planet. It's also caffeine-free. If you're worried about trying Alpha Brain because you're worried about caffeine, don't be. It's caffeine-free. Here's how positive on it is that Alpha Brain's going to work for you. It's guaranteed or your money back. No return necessary. Keep the bottle. Just let them know you didn't like it. They'll refund your money on the spot. No return necessary. Give them about two weeks. We got you covered. You have no reason not to try it. Save 10% off by going to onnit.com slash shop or swing by your local Walmart and pick it up. But do your boy a favor. Go to onnit.com slash shop. Thanks for onnit being part of the podcast. Let's get back to the freaking program. So what's next for Jake Paul? You know, I would assume uh, Nate Diaz. I would assume Nate Diaz, you know, <clears throat> Dana said Nate goes, yeah, he doesn't entertain that. He doesn't think, you know, he doesn't do, he doesn't do circus fights. You do, though. Man, the kids, all the kids fights. You show up to the events, right? You're part of the plan. So I would assume, especially with engagement, you know, Nate had a fighter on the card. You, do you guys realize that's all premeditated? You think Jake is, needs to fill the card so bad he's just going to randomly put one of Nate Diaz's training partners on there? Or do you think in some weird world, and you're the same people that believe all this is fake, do you think in some weird world, Jake goes, all right, we need Nate at the event, Nate's team offered to have their fighter fight on the card. That brings Nate in there because and he can get backstage. Otherwise, he doesn't get backstage. So he's courting his guy. So he'll be able to have inter- interactions with Jake Paul and Jake Paul's team. We're going to have cameras. If something were to happen, we'll make sure we get it to build the next fight. Do you think in some weird world that was all premeditated? Of course it was. Nate's in, in on this, quote unquote, as Dana says, circus. I think it's funny. Uh, I think it was uh, Derek Brunson post, posted this. Uh, I think after Jake knocked Anderson down, he tweeted out. He goes, "Dana must be smashed his three hundred inch TV right now." <laughs> you know, Dana's. I mean, as much as Dana says he doesn't watch it, you know he's watching Jake Paul, especially the card that UFC put on to compete with this. I mean, Grant they did a little earlier not to compete, but still, fight card, fight card, Saturday night. I mean, not even close. That the, the UFC fight card was, you know. So for Jake Paul, I assume it, it's Nate Diaz, and you know I can honestly sit here and say that ain't an easy fight for Nate. Not an easy fight for Nate at all, at all. And even Frank, you know, this is Frank Mayer, legendary. Goes hey, even the Connor fight. I don't see Connor beating him now. It's like holy shit, this get out of hand. That's how impressive Jake Paul was. It makes everybody who in their DNA, Frank Mayer. It has if you open up his if you slit his freaking wrist and blood came out, uh, octagon material would leak out. He is Mister UFC. His wife was adamantly rooting against Jake Paul. She goes, "I just can't. I know Dana. I, I, listen, I bleed the UFC. I have. There's no way I'm rooting for Jake Paul. There's no way. There's no way. You know. So everyone's rooting against Jake Paul, and, and it makes sense. So for for Dana. You know, it must drive him a little crazy that Jake Paul's picking these guys off. And then, you know, shout out to Showtime for having GSP on at the helm there too, doing his commentating. He leaked out some news, goes, I'm uh my I think it's this week. He'll be a free agent finally. Which is insane. And but GSP did goes, you know, it would have to be something really special. I don't want to take any headshots. I don't want to take any, you know, damage. So it'd have to be right and the amount of money would have to be right, but you know, and not train for it you know in full capacity. You know, I, I would never doubt you know, Jake Paul's team would reach out to GSP, which is insane. We're talking about this. That's how insane this is. GSP's become a free agent. And it's like, was he down to fight Jake? <laughs> nuts. It's fucking nuts. But that's definitely not next. Nate, Nate Diaz would be next, and that is a banger, dude. So uh, the payout, Jake Paul made $1.5 million guaranteed. It's his production, right? UFC fighters can take notes from that. He's uh, it, it was his MVP productions who put that on in uh, cahoots with Showtime with the production stuff. But it is an MVP production. So he gets one point five, and Silver was guaranteed to uh, pay off. I think eight hundred k or five hundred k. Five hundred. Five hundred k. But 
Anderson gets a, a certain percentage of uh, pay-per-view sales. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Silva on the, so according to DraftKings, Paul is expected to earn $1.5 guaranteed. All right. Uh, Paul will have the opportunity to bring in millions more as he receives. Ready for this? Jeez. 65% share Insane. of total pay-per-view buys. I would imagine the thing did pretty well. This means the prom child could walk away with well over $10 million, which he definitely will. Silva, on the hand, will earn a guaranteed purse of 500 k which those 1.5500 mean nothing, really. The former UFC champ, uh, Kingpin, will get a 35% share of total pay-per-view buys. So just so you know, the the way the UFC, when you talk about pay-per-view, the way the UFC works is you get uh, pennies on the on the dollar for pay-per-view buys. With your Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Cumberger, you get pennies. They're giving guys straight up 65% of overall sales and 35% overall sales, which is nutsos. So I'd be willing to bet Anderson probably make, you know, I don't know, five to ten million. Jake, fifteen to twenty million off this fight. I would imagine C went pretty viral, did pretty well, you know. And that's also says Sybil will also make more money on the back end through merchandise sales and <clears throat> sponsorship. So yeah, that's a nice little payday for Anderson Silva, man. Really nice. Shout out to Jake Paul. But yeah, that Nate Diaz fight, the match amount of money he's gonna make. Nuts. And for for Jake, it's just we we're talking about this on the Cowboys Fight Pen event. Watch it yet. It's available on Thick Boy right now. We had Jesse on Fire, who I absolutely love, Frank Mir, and then the the absolute best in Sam Tripley, who mm-hmm. definitely got us demonetized. And <laughs> probably would get the episode taken down because it's conspiracies. Now here's the thing. Before the show and after the show, Sam always says, uh, hey, I don't have to talk conspiracies, man. I can talk so much other stuff. I'm like, I'm sure you can. You're here to talk conspiracies. Like, that's what I want. So whenever there's a, you know, I got to steer the ship. So whenever there's a little bit of, you know, there's a slow fight, some of the, those other fights were pretty brutal. So whenever there's like downtime, I'm just looking at him go, dude, how about the Pelosi thing? And then it's, it's off to the races. And I know exactly where he's going to go. So I'm doing it on purpose. I know we're going to demonetize. And I and I I could see Mike, who's the head of Thick Boy Productions. He's behind the camera. And I'm like, how about the police thing? I see his eyes go because he knows we're gonna get demonetized. And I know it's gonna cost me financially when I do that stuff. But I I have to do it. I have to do it. I can't. And listen, I've had conversations with YouTube, and they're like, make sure you don't say this. Make sure you don't do this. Make sure you don't cuss in the first whatever. I at, and at some point, I'm like. If I start being uh, disingenuine and unauthentic, I'm fucked. I have even because my I have. I just this is what I believe. I know it's not maybe the popular opinion online right now, or the facts aren't out. But from the sources and what I see, like it, this is what I think is fun to talk about. I know it's going to demonetize. I can't change. I can't. I know it's going to affect the show. I know the show's going to get suppressed, which it is. I think it's already over 100k, which I thought I'd do about 20K after we were talking about Newsom and politics and all this stuff. And I think he even called Obama freaking like uh, Obama's born a female or some crazy shit. I don't know. But it, that's so much fun to me. I'm, remember, I'm from the Wild West days with Rogan, Eddie, Brian, and myself where it was on, dude. Not stuff back then got suppressed or demonetized and it was you're allowed to say whatever you want. And we're in this weird world now. And trust me, I fight it every single day where my shows are getting suppressed and demonetized and flagged and taken down and all this shit every day every day now it's just normal to me it's part it's part of my gig now being a owner of a business it's insane it's it's absolutely insane you know i don't agree with all the stuff elon does and stuff like that but when he bought twitter i was like god if he could only buy instagram and youtube that'd be fantastic hey elon keep the train going dude get some investors you know it's gonna be tough to buy youtube and Instagram, because Facebook owns Instagram, but get some investors, man, buy that stuff and quit having them suppress our stuff. You know, that'd be cool. It's a fight I deal with every day. I can't change. I know it costs me money. I can't. I don't know what to do. I literally don't. I, I just can't. Sorry. And I apologize to everyone on the show. Even Sam, I'm like, hey, man, I, I set you up for that stuff. It's, it's going to, you know, get the show demonetized and suppressed, but that's why you're here. It's literally why, I mean, this is what's fun for me. And if it wasn't, if I have to change and, you know, bow down to, to their, um, 
you know, criteria and what they think is misinformation or what they think I can't talk about, I, I'll just quit. I'd rather retire. I'd rather make less money and just do my thing. It's so much fun. I have so much fun doing those things. I hate I can't do a, a fight campaign next Saturday for the big UFC uh, 281. I'll be in Houston uh, on tour uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Houston Improv next week. And this week I'm in San Antonio, a lot of Texas. Texas is first two weeks of November. So November 3rd through the 5th, which is this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's at the LOL in San Antonio. And then the following week I'm in Houston, November 10th through the 12th at Houston Improv. I'm so excited for those because those are the two biggest markets. Texas is my biggest market for Tiger Thick. So in Houston, I'm doing an appearance at Specs um, for a while. So you can come try the award-winning uh, Thick Nectar, which is Tiger Thick. Um, and a lot of these venues I'm doing, we don't have distribution in. So we I, ha I have to set up and figure out, you know, with shipping, getting cases there and selling the bottles and having fans try it. But because it's not officially there we have to you know and we can't mass ship stuff texas is uh, already it's already there it's good to go everyone's gonna be have a chance to try it because that's no more i meet all these people like dude you ran a tiger thing i'm like literally in the first show we sold out man because this isn't an official market so we can only bring a certain amount but in san antonio and houston we're gonna have all the whiskey, all the Tiger Thick there. So I'm excited for that, man. That specs all announced soon. We're gonna do a giveaway for San Antonio, Texas. Um, I'll post it today on my social media, where you're gonna have opportunity to not only win a bottle of uh, Tiger Thick, but um, also win four VIP tickets to San Antonio and Houston, Texas. So if you're in the area, stay tuned for that. Pay attention. But San Antonio's this week, LOL. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, San Antonio, Texas. Next week, Houston, Texas at the Houston Improv. And then we'll do an appearance at the Specs out in Houston on, I think, Saturday. I keep you guys posted. And then the giveaway I also keep posted. But it's going to be dope. I can't wait, man. And shout out to Calgary. Shout out to Calgary. Calgary, Canada. Um, some of the best crowds I've ever had. The fans out there, man, just unreal. So um, we're lining a, uh, a Canada tour up for next year. And we'll be all over, man. So I'm excited. I am excited, man. All right, Jim, what do you got? And then obviously there's a fight night on Saturday yes. as well. You had Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen. Um, even with the injury going on, it seemed Arnold Allen was kind of, he, I'd say he won that first round, then Calvin Cater goes for that jumping knee, blows his freaking knee out. And then with the leg kick, it was just, it's tough for Calvin. You know, it sucks to see someone go out like that. The Arnold Allen train keeps rolling. Um, with what's going on in the featherweight division with Volkanovsky fighting um, Makachev, you know, that leaves the guy in um, uh, Emmett, Josh Emmett. So Arnold Allen, Emmett makes a lot of sense there. That's what I'd like to see. And shout out to my boy Cleo Roundtree for fighting uh, Dustin Jacoby, who was ranked. Uh, Roundtree wasn't, and Jacoby, I think, has been on a seven-fight win streak. So to get that nod is insane. And uh, I know it was a split decision. A lot of people thought Jacoby got robbed on that. But I'm such, and I love Dustin, um, but I'm such a fan of Khalil, and that's my guy. So I'm just glad he got the win. But Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett next. You're welcome. What do you got, Jen? All right, you mentioned the whole conspiracy. People think that you know, the whole fight rigging thing. So I have like yeah. th like two different things for you on that Love one. Love it. Someone, I had a bunch of people send me this. Someone named Rodney sent me this in particular. So if you look at this, you see that punch right there? Yeah. So keep it. going. It looks like it almost just passed his face, didn't really touch him. But this is one that's getting a lot of views. This one, not, not this one in particular, but there's, there's a bunch of videos that are getting like millions of views. So it's picking up a lot of steam. Of but course. then if you look at... So I'll play this. So this already has 3.2 million views, right? Watch. It looks like it just barely grazes his nose, right? It sure does. From this angle. From that angle. But if you go to the official angle. And watch this one. So, the, uh, so pause it real quick. Mm -hmm. So all this stuff is confirmation bias, right? So how many angles did they look at until they're like, oh, this doesn't look real? You probably went through 10 different angles. <laughs> yeah. Nine out of 10 showed and still again knocked the fuck out. And land on his ass. You saw on the live broadcast. Yeah, like, oh, you saw. Crazy. I mean, it's insane. So, the, but the confirmation bias, which feeds this narrative that's rigged, how many angles did you go through? If you had to go through the majority of them where it showed him getting actually punched, and then you finally found one that works for your narrative, you piece of shit. And not only that, people, nowadays, we don't know. People can doctor videos. So it can make it look like. Oh, for sure. Because it's sure. not a clear video. It was kind of like. And what, what's interesting, too, is, you know, we live in this this world of social media where uh, I always tell people it's not real. 
um you know like think how much hate machine gun Ke- machine gun kelly gets think how much hate drake gets weird they sell out every venue though if so many people hate them why are they selling every venue out why are their album sales tre- trending number one all over the place it's so strange if social media was so real, how are these guys making a living? I Chris don't, Pratt, that's I don't a big get example. It. Chris Pratt, He's, so strange. Yeah. He keeps getting booked for movies. It's so weird. Yeah. So with Jake Paul, like if you had to go through how many different angles and then you're a doctorate. Potentially pull, doctored. Definitely doctored. But what's interesting too, memory doctor's a weird angle. Look at that. Oh, weird. That's his fist in his face. But, oh, you'll um, see it here, right here. It definitely hits his face there. It's pretty obvious. Oh, man, that looks doctored. <laughs> No, this is I know, like, how this angle you can totally tell yeah, he got hit right in the fucking face. Yeah. Of course, I didn't even need to see that without knowing they bullshit those. So I assume those two are doctor, just a weird angle, just weird angles, yeah. But why don't they show that one? And look, the first comment on this was the the, the, the knockout seems edited. Okay, but what's weird about this, you know, and even if you go to the Pelosi thing, notice the 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 major media outlets, and when I say major, I guess the the historic major ones like Fox and CNN and stuff like that. None of them reporting this, but to get the actual what's great and bad about social media is those other alternative uh, information details come out only on social media because Fox and CNN can get sued if they run with a narrative and they're not a hundred percent sure. And they don't have, you know, several journalists, yeah. yeah, sources and stuff like that. But when you when you go through the other stuff, like credible people are putting out, like Candace Owens, stuff like that, or whatever, whether you think she's credible or not, but just outside of her, and you get these other facts, you're like, man, why aren't these news outlets reporting? And then you realize a lot of our news is coming through social media, good and bad. A lot of it, you're like, oh, when you find out the other facts of certain situations, like, Jesus, this is nuts. Like the Jesse Smollett stuff, people on Twitter were calling bullshit from the vi- – they're like uh, – even black people are like, this seems fishy. But then Fox and CNN at the time were kind of riding with it because they have to. And then our politicians were riding with it. Kamala Harris and Biden were riding with it, saying this is ridiculous and I can't believe America, blah, 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 right? But uh, the social media was ahead of the game going, oh, this smells fishy. And then we find out that it's pretty fishy, you know? Mm. So it's good and bad. Because you know, you can see this on ESPN, that it's doctored or fake or anything Just like that. Just more crazy angles. Yeah, yeah, no. But the confirmation and, bias online, it's tough because you get, now you can run with this narrative. So like you said, that 3.2 million views least, of that fake one, yeah. and that was when we watched it this morning at 11 a.m., you know, by tomorrow, it's, who knows, 6 million views. Well, if 6 million people see that and think that's real and think it's fake, it's just, it feeds in that narrative. And I told you guys. If you go back and listen, uh, when I started ranting about this, I told you guys, this is only going to hurt. You're, you're setting yourself up for complete failure. Because if you think Jake Paul, all his fights are staged and all of it's fake, and you're a huge Nate Diaz fan, he's the original real gangster, and then Nate fights him, and if Nate gets beat, what are you going to do? That means Nate got beat by a guy who's actually not winning any fights. But then for the first time in your mind, because you've been compromised by social media, the first time ever, Nate finally has to take a real fight. Nate ain't going to take no fall. He's gangster. He's gangster. I hear this. He's gangster. And then if Jake beats him, what the fuck? You, literally, people's dicks are going to explode. It's going to be nuts. Literally. They're literally like, oh, I saw that video online. I thought it was fake this whole time. It's not. I made money on my YouTube putting out fake narratives. Oh, my God. What are you, you going to do? What else you got, Jim? All right. Um, this is a really quick one. So James Vick, he would, I guess, you know, he was, I think, let go from the UFC. Yep. Went to karate combat. So he lost his first fight karate combat. That but sucked. You know, Robin Black, um, Boss Rutan, GS, I think GSP too. Yeah, they're all part of karate combat, which yeah. is cool. But I just thought this looks cool. This is his fight, but just the background. It looks Hell like a yeah. movie, you know? Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Looks very Mortal Kombat 90s vibe. And now it's gone. But yeah. Oh, why'd they take the video down? I don't know. Or maybe it's just my player. Nope, it's already gone. But mm. we saw a little bit of it. Um, oh, this, uh, this I thought was kind of crazy, too. So Uriah Hall, before the fight, he had a press conference. 
Um, he said he was dealing with depression after he, he left the UFC. Mm-hmm. He said because he's what twenty years into the game, yeah. that's all he knew. He says yeah. a lot of athletes, fighters, probably deal with the same thing. Everyone, uh, soldiers deal with PTSD. Yeah, because that's not the, only is it PTSD, but you get done and you have this strict lifestyle. Even in sports, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, soccer, baseball, all this stuff, MMA, you have this strict schedule and you have this. You're you're trying to achieve this goal and then. Once that's over, you wake up like I don't have anybody. Yeah. Me, I don't have a schedule, man. And then depression comes, and it's it's dark. Yeah, he said it everyone to, deals with it. He said he got to a point where he was looking at his firearm and thinking like, you know, the he could potentially end his life. Luckily, he had people around him to yeah, good yeah, thing he had people him around him. But I mean, yeah, that's something that I guess retired fighters and retired people from that are athletes. Everyone deals with. It. I mean, think about when when you when you graduate college, you know that weird like gray area, right? And you're looking for a job and it's scary and you don't know what the future holds and you have this degree and you're told if you get a degree that you get a, this job and then it's not really happening for you in this gray area. Like that's how these guys feel, but they're a lot older. They don't have youth on their side to figure it out and backpack through Europe or where the fuck <laughs> these, you know, kids do. You know, so with a fighter it's like, "All right, I'm 36." I don't have a ton of money in my account. I have a certain set of skills. I guess I'll go teach karate. You know, it's like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Of course they're depressed. It seems like it happens mostly with athletes too because their window's smaller than Hell any yeah. other kind and of And soldiers, think about that. Yeah, that too. Um, all right, so this is also interesting. Well, I'll just play this clip for you. This is Jake Paul telling Dana White to suck his dick. Hilarious. Yeah. Let me refresh this real quick. I think Jake doing the stuff against Dana like – like I compared, you know, on, on Shawshank Redemption, nobody's cheering for the warden, the guy who has it all already. Nobody, it's hard to cheer for Dana, even though he does a lot of great things. But whenever a guy who has less, even though Jake has a significant amount of money, but still less than Dana, Dana's set and Dana doesn't have fight for his money. So it's hard, even though if you dislike Jake Paul, to root for Dana when they had their beef. You got to be a real sociopath to root for the guy has everything and, you know, sits in Newport and his neighbors, Mike Tyson and Conor McGregor, you know, and he's this dictator of fighters. So have to root for that guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So Jake Paul doing this is good. Okay, let me play this. This is from MMA Junkie. Man, look at the makeup on Ash Silva's eyes. I can't <laughs> believe they faked that. It's like he got punched in the face for real. Yeah. Dana? Dana. Look at Anderson. Dana. Bro, you said I wouldn't do this, and, and I did it, and, and with, with flying colors. Uh, but, you know, he's in hiding. You know, he, he's trying to do everything he can to, to stop my run, to sabotage my fights. Um, he hates me. He hates me. He hates what I'm doing. He hates I'm exposing his business. And uh, now, you know, we're going to band together and create a United Fighters Association uh, to help UFC fighters, all MMA fighters, and, and boxers to get more fighter pay, long-term health care. Um, Good luck. And that's a big, big undertaking that I've been wanting to do for the whole entire it's time. It's the biggest, Jake. Uh, of my career since I met Nikisa. You have a better chance beating day. Canelo than you do getting a fighter's like union together. Fresh- Let's wait to this commercial line. Apple cider. Yeah, I mean, Dana hates this shit. He don't. And I, what's next for me if he beats Nate? You know, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, so man, Dana White can suck this dick. <laughs> yeah, I love Anderson because you know Anderson, you know he's had his issues with Dana, and you know they've been business partners. He's just like, oh god, you know. Mm-hmm. See, Anderson's such a nice guy. You know, he doesn't really do that. <laughs> so, uh, Jake even said beforehand that Dana has been trying to stop. People from knowing about this fight, obviously people know about the fight, but he's been doing a bunch of stuff, even like cease and desist letters because Jake was promoting the fight with some clips of Anderson. So he wanted to stop all those clips. Oh, from like out. clips of Anderson from In, the yeah, UFC from days. UFC, yeah. So there you uh, go. It's a shark at the top who, if he doesn't like you, he'll do anything. He'll try to stop you. Eh, I've been there, my man. This guy, Dana and the UFC were sending me cease and desist letters this whole entire week to take down YouTube videos where we had highlights of Anderson in the UFC. That's frowned upon, which is all over the internet, right? But their lawyer saying it's a season desist. He's doing anything he can to try and mess this up on this fight weekend. It's clear he has some sort of vendetta against me, and maybe you, Anderson, as well. Of course. Mm. Look at the way they're treating it. In his video, was hilarious. Look at the way they're treating um, uh, uh, Hardy. 
Dan Hardy. Oh, Dan Hardy. Yeah. Try yeah. to devalue him and uh, assume that he's a you know woman beater. And it's just like Dan Hardy's like, what in the fuck? Yeah, he's like, this is what they do. They always do this. They try to sabotage my business. They try to devalue me so I, I don't have any worth after I leave the UFC. Like, it's what they do, man. If, yeah. I but this day and age with the internet, stuff like that, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, everything I will come out. I out of fucking you know, UFC Now Studios. <laughs> it was hilarious. And Fox, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Fox. They just went with right. back in. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so this is also another thing. Jake Paul said that Dana White banned him from UFC events. And he had um, Style Banner on his podcast, and they're talking about this. So I'll play a little bit of it for you. Look, I'd say good skill, Jake. Good Thank skill. This is before the fight, by the way. And just keep doing you, man. Keep doing you. Like, it's fun to watch. And we'll tap in later on. Yeah, we'll tap in later on. I think we're going to do for a catch-up. 100%, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe pop into New York or some shit like that. Hey, let's go. Free. Wait, I can, you'll find the MSG as well, Oh, right? fuck, I'm banned. Yeah, but I'm banned from UFC events. Fuck, I can't pull Why? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? What no, Dana, do Dana banned me. Really didn't do Dana banned me after they uh, all were yelling "fuck Jake Paul" in the stadium, and then uh, I tried yeah, to go to a different that. fight, and all of our tickets were were declined, banned. And then like his assistant was like, "Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here!" and like escorted well, me out the of event. the event. At the event. At the event, and then Dana White's son apparently I didn't know who it was at the time. He's like, "I fucking hate you." He was like drunk off of some shit, That's like crazy. wearing a, some suit. Yeah. And he was like, fuck you. And he was he was using like racial slurs against me. Uh, and yeah, that was last Come the end word? So I, I, get, I forgot I can't come, but. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. But well, yeah. I mean, fuck, you still pull up. Be at the after party, man. I'll wear a disguise. <laughs> I'll wear a disguise or some shit. Oh, I bet yeah. you he'll do that. <laughs> that would be him. I'll wear a disguise. Like, the fat suit. You know how the fat suit yeah, is yeah. for Tyson Fury? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so I guess he's banned from the events. Oh, you mean Dana White's son's not a good person? We, we don't know. We don't know. No, no, no. It's fine. He wears suits and calls people the N-word. <laughs> we don't know what he said. Uh, all right, so this also was kind of like surprising. stand-up guy. This was surprising to me. Anthony Smith. So in this article, BJPen.com, it says, Anthony Smith encourages MMA fans to boycott Jake Paul's future fights. And he's saying, why are we still pandering to this piece of That's weird. Shit? I mean, I can kind of get it. Trust me, I get it. Let's see. Um we should all boycott the rest of his fights until he fights someone who's on his level or whatever level we deem him to be. Well, if he fought to the level that the internet deems him to be, Anthony, who would he fight? I'm uh, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, is, do you guys think he's the worst of all time? So, who should, if he predicated based off the internet, he wouldn't even, you guys wouldn't allow him to fight. So, that's, that's silly. You talk all this shit about MMA fighters, talk shit about the UFC, then you pretend that you want to bring fighters up and you want everyone to get paid better, but you trash everyone every time they fight. Mm. But he he didn't trash Anderson. He gave Never. him a lot of respect. Yeah. Never, yeah. Um, he then goes older. Good Smith and my adventure putting food on the table for the boxer, saying, "Older, shorter, smaller, past prime legends that have spent their entire careers running, uh, ruining their bodies into fucking car accidents. Hold you guys near and dear to hearts. Go fuck yourself. Like, are we even panicking this piece of shit? Yeah, I think Anthony, the, the hates he should steer towards other people." You realize Anderson made more money in this fight than he's ever made. Woodley made more funny, more money than he's ever made. Ben Askren made more money than he's ever made. Now, if you, also, if he's not good, then why is he beating these guys? Mm. And then he's also advocating for fighter pay. He's the only one with this magnitude of a platform to even get close to bringing attention to it. So I would say he's doing a lot more for the UFC fighters than anyone has ever done. So, so the hate towards him, I, I, I get it. Because Anthony Smith has so many fights. He's such a good fighter and has so many fights. I would be willing to bet Jake made more off fighting Anderson Silva than, it, than Anthony has his entire career. So I, can get, I, get, I understand the, the hostile take there, you mm -hmm. know, but it's kind of, I'd point the, the smoking gun at somebody else, unfortunately. He's not the one. Yeah. And I was talking to Case earlier, like it's kinda, it kind of sucks for people to say, you know, don't watch the, you know, saying like promoting people to not do this because they think because it's their opinion that they're, you know, Jake Paul's a bad dude or whatever. But why shut someone else down for doing their thing just because you don't like it? Correct. It makes yeah. no sense. It's also not going to work. I'll, again, I tell you guys this: you're just promoting Jake Paul. Mm -hmm. So Anthony Smith, he's like, let's not promote him. But you talked about 
you know so and that's promoting it yeah and, and people aren't cheap they're gonna be like i'm actually gonna tune into this maybe if even if they even to see him get beat up you're still paying jake paul you know yeah okay well you already know about this but so i guess the original idea was for john jones to fight stipe in december right december 10th but apparently something's going on with stipe but john jones says he's still training and still wanting to fight on that card even though you're Prohashka and Glover Teixeira are like yeah. the main event. And when what I was told by somebody who deals with these guys is if we hear Yuri and uh, Glover are in the rematch, John Jones off the card. Mm. There's one of the two, and they're waiting for Stipe to sign. He didn't. So you get the announcement of Yuri. That means John's not fighting this card. They didn't want to put both of them on the card. There's no one else for John other than Ngana, but he can't do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You do John versus Cyril gone. Yeah, but I mean, damn. It'd be so much cooler. Oh, I know. Trust me, I'm just saying. saying. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. It'd be more. Steve is more of like a legendary fight. Just yeah. John taking over, you know. Oh, Matt, it's a, it's a, it's a tougher fight for John. Yeah. Cyril mm. in his freaking prime. Footwork and stuff would be interesting. Definitely be a tough, tough task for John out of yeah. anybody. Yeah, true. I'd love to see it. I just want him to fight for God's sake. I don't go fight. I'd, I'd watch him fight the, the 50th ranked heavyweight in the UFC right now. Yeah. But like you said, he's asking Stipe to sign the contracts. There's something going on with Stipe and the UFC, apparently, mm. where he's not signing the contract. Interesting. Um, you already mentioned this too, but just thought I'd throw it out again. So GSP says his, his contract with the UFC is over. He can do whatever he wants now. So. We'll see what yeah, happens with him. See, I don't see George doing the uh, the the Jake Paul Jake stuff. Paul yeah. stuff no. he doesn't want to get. He's talking about damage. He he doesn't want to do do that. Mm -hmm. And this is <laughs> it's just funny from Sean O'Malley. He said he rewatched the fight. He goes definitely won. Agree. Put a heart emoji. Agree. And then since then, Daniel Cormier he says he's been hearing stuff about Peter Yan because you know Peter Yan he lost a split to Aljamain. He had the DQ because of the knee. And then now this Sean O'Malley thing, he's saying that he thinks the UFC doesn't have his back, so he might want to do something else. And not oh, you be mean the UFC. UFC doesn't want a Russian champion during these times? Yeah. I don't know. But so, that's what Daniel Corbin says. against Peter Young because he's Russian? Yeah, good chance. You know? Hmm. So what are you going to do with that? You can't fight in Russia. Definitely can't fight in Russia. No. Not right now. Mm-mm. What do you do with that? Face your face of, uh, you know, that division's Russian. With what's going on right now, it's gonna be tough to market. You think Americans are gonna get behind that? Your American audience can't advertise in uh, Russia for the most part. I don't think. From a business standpoint, I'm I'm with Peter Yan. I'm like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. If it goes to decisions, you guys want me to lose? Who knows how deep it goes? So those are his last fights right there. Yeah, that Sterling, the decision splits tough, um, and then Sean O'Malley split. My only caveat with it, it's not like he got robbed on any of them. You can see how the other guy would get the, the nod. Mm. And now if he was like it was clear as day as Rob's like, oh, my God, yeah, the fix is in, dude. Get out of there. Go fight somewhere else where you're not fighting it out. You know, the fight Peterion's fighting is that would be outside the octagon. If he's getting robbed, the only thing is he didn't get robbed on those two. Yeah, it was close. But if you think that Dana White wanted those scorecards to read Peter Yan, you're out of your mind. But Sean's like a, yeah, such a he huge. He checks way more yeah. boxes, unfortunately, for Peter Yan. He checks all the boxes. All right, some fight announcements. Bryce Mitchell and Ilya Tapura. Yeah, I love that. Tapura, yep. That's on they're UFC both, 282, so that's in December. Mm -hmm. And December they're both 10th. undefeated, so that's that should a be a good scrap. Fight. And then there's also... That the youngster youngest. with the face. The face, yep. Yeah, 18 year old. Raul Rosas Jr. He's going to fight a guy named Jay Perrin. 18, at dude. Nuts. 18, yeah. That's his debut fight in the actual UFC. The bummer about UFC 281 is you don't get a, a Bo Nickel because he got injured and yeah, yeah. out. I was looking most forward to that fight. Uh, so the young kid's fighting Jay Perrin. Who lost his last two in the UFC. But, I mean, that makes sense. The kid's 18. No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm saying know, the kid, I, I saying. 18. Yeah, yeah, man. Give the kid a solid. And they want him to blow up for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But this is who he should be fighting, guys like this, for a long time at 18. Yeah. And here's a quick one. So we mentioned last week that Bellator, they're going to have five of their you know, best fighters fight in Ryzen. So these are their opponents. I don't know their opponents, but I'm just looking at their records. It seems pretty evenly matched as far as the records are concerned, right? So Patricia Pitbull, 30, 34 and 5. Say that name, Jen. Clayber Koki Erst. Clayber Koki Erst. AJ McKee Jr. Roberto D'Souza. Juan Archuleta. Su Chul Kim. Kim. Yeah. It it's like pretty, roughly the same. Yeah. So it should be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And it's cool that they're actually doing that kind well, of cross promotion stuff. Those are tough, huh? Besides yeah. Roberto D'Souza. Those <laughs> other ones are tough tests. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's, I'll just play it for you. This is uh, Henry Cejudo talk, calling out Aljamain. Aljamain Sterling signed the contract, Perth, Australia, in February. Pause it. February 11th. Or <laughs> Aljamain's funny. Just put no. <laughs> I'll, show you. I'll show you an update to that, too. But either way, sign that damn contract. So that's what? No. Yeah, Cejudo wanted that, and then Aljamain... This is what he's saying, pretty much. He doesn't want to fight until mid next year because he's earned it. He's been fighting. I agree. Yeah, do your fights. thing. You're the champ, Al. Mm -hmm. Do your thing, dude. I'm with him. He's like, no. <laughs> and he says, kick rocks. <laughs> no. Kick rocks. And then since that happened, <laughs> now Cejudo's asking for your boy, no, no, Sean O'Malley. Um, hey, Dan White, since Denzel Sterling wants to work on his rap career, he can be called Little Power. How about me versus Ronald McMethDonald <laughs> for interim in Australia? I'm sh I'm s I'm short, so I'm used to being down under. Yeah, I don't think no. Yeah, I sure he's just gonna wait for the Aljamain fight, and you know next year. Mm. There's no way he takes a fight against Cejudo. That'd be a bad just go idea. for this, yeah, bad championship. Idea. Cejudo's a nightmare of a matchup for both of them. It's a tough fight. Mm -hmm. Cejudo's a monster. And this is a Conor McGregor live stream. Check him out. He's lean too, and he's out of the testing. It's holy. I love this. Let's have about two sixty-five. Yeah, in the bank. He does look giant. Jacked, yeah. And like still lean. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Good for him. I wonder what he is oh, there though. This is I, I just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's super funny. It's a meme. What movie was he in? I don't know. I, and I can't even find Derek Lewis's Instagram anymore. I feel like it's gone. Like something happened. Instagram took down a bunch of accounts randomly. Oh okay. they don't know if it, it was hacked or what, but so it just uh, has made been, friends with this guy before the movie started, just in case. And it's a <laughs> white dude he with orange like, hair. Dude, he looks identical <laughs> to the shooter of Dark Knight in Aurora, Colorado. My home theater. My mom was about five minutes from there. Jeez, that's yeah. hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then this one here, this was on Bellator. I don't know the fighter. I tried to, I tried to find his name, but I couldn't find him. But uh -huh. he did like a Wolverine. You see this? <laughs> oh, and he even went for like the bullshit. <laughs> like, like he actually had claws. Yeah, I don't know if he won it or lost. It did work but, out, though. Yeah, but it looks crazy. <laughs> but, but what was this? What was this plan? I have no idea. But it just looks insane to do that. Well, but also when, like, when he reached, did he think he was gonna get like a double leg? Did he think he was like had claws? Just Damn. to shock the guy, maybe I don't know. It would def I mean, it ended up screwing him. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. What dude. did What did uh, Fury say about Jake Paul? Oh, oh John, John Fury. Fury. Yeah, there you go. Hand uh, John Fury and Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury was apparently talking smack after Jake Paul won because he's fighting an old dude, but Tommy Fury pulled out two times from the fight. So, Well, I mean, the narrative there, listen, uh, Tyson Fury is my, my favorite fighter in any combat sports, but and I love him. But, hey, man, you don't let your little brother, who, let's be honest, Fury, he's not very good. He's dime piece, great reality star, not a boxer. You know Jake would have mopped. The Dude, floor he was destroyed him at this point. And you guys prevented him from fighting him. So when you go, oh, he's fighting old people, you're like, okay. Well, he tried fighting your brother. Mm -hmm. What happened? You guys prevented it from happening. You're the only reason he didn't come out here. What's this? This is just Logan Paul saying he wants to fight um, Andrew Tate. This is more of, you know, 
what he what he talks like I'm either listening to him say something that actually makes absolutely no effing sense or it's a statement so bold that it's repulsive. Um, I think people misunderstand what to us was very clearly satire and sarcasm as like a respect or liking to Tate. But I've never liked Tate. I find him amusing the same way you find a clown amusing. Maybe I would take the opportunity to platform him just for one night, just for one night, and turns his freaking face inside out, have him wheeled home or gurney with his brother holding his hands in the ambulance type shit. I don't, I don't like you. I want to F you up. That's Tough fight, for, Jake, fight. for Logan Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the guy who's a former world champion kickboxer? Now, I don't know Andrew Tate, but if I'm just going off the, the P's and Q's here, if I'm going off black and white skill set, I don't know if you want that, Logan. You know, mm-hmm. I, that, that, a tough one. Tough one. Two very popular dudes, though, so probably do decent. Yeah, do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a fight night. Fight nights have been tough. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. You have Rodriguez Limos. Obviously, they want Rodriguez to get a title shot. Um, but the best fight on the cards, the co-main event, Neil Magny, Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah. I love that fight. Daniel Rodriguez coming off, you know, that fight with uh, the Leech, uh, last second replacement. Neil Magny's won this fight, so I'm all about it. Cool. So enjoy those, but uh, I probably won't be watching. I'll watch that one probably on Sunday. It's not a good enough card to try and set up in the green room. That's always a nightmare. But uh, I'll be in San Antonio speaking of green room. San Antonio this Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the LOL. Tiger Thick will be available. If you're not in Texas and can't come try that award-winning sweet, thick nectar, you can get it online at thickboy.com, get delivered to your doorstep. And then next week, uh, November 10th through the 12th, is Houston, Houston Improv, Houston, Texas. I'll be with a sign at Specs. I think it's on Saturday. I'll announce all that on my social media. We're also doing a giveaway for San Antonio this week and a giveaway for uh, Houston uh, the following week. Um, we'll blast out on Tiger Thick and my social media where four people can get VIP tickets and uh, Tiger Thick. We're going to do a dope giveaway, so pay attention on there to win free tickets to the show and uh, Tiger Thick. And then I close November in Milwaukee, Milwaukee Improv November 18th through the 19th. All the touring for OE Thick uh, tour for 2022 is Providence, Rhode Island, December 1st through the 3rd, and then Washington, D.C., D.C. Improvs, December 15th through 17th. Get your tickets at thickboy.com. Get your award-winning Sweet Nectar at thickboy.com. We got it all there. New merch. We dropped new merch this week for the uh, Thick Boy Diet Tees. You've seen me rock them around. Uh, we have hoodies, long sleeves, and tees. Get you some. Love you guys. Happy Halloween. Eat some candy for me. I have cavities, so I can't touch them. My teeth are all messed up. So eat candy for your boy here. Uh, be safe out there. Make sure you go through your uh, kids' candy for fentanyl. And uh, love you guys. Till next time, I'm out.